right, everyone. Welcome to another Monday edition of Hearts Home Half, hosted by yours truly, Austin Hart. Quick social media reminder, as I like to do at the beginning of every episode, at Hearts Home Half is up and running on Instagram and Twitter. If you want to throw me a follow or any type of support on either of those platforms, you know, I really, really appreciate that. Always trying to be active on both of those platforms, as well as uh, posting uh, episode drop uh, updates every Monday and Thursday. So let's get into this massive day. This is such a glorious day today on the podcast. There's so much to recap. The biggest news of the day, the Heat, the Lightning, and the Panthers all advancing to the next round of the playoffs. That's right. Since last Thursday's pod, they have all closed out their series, and they are all on to the next round, all beginning tomorrow night, actually, Tuesday night. So we will talk about each of those teams, as well as some quick baseball talk surrounding both of our pro and college teams here in the state of Florida. So let's kick it off with this playoff talk, and we're going to start right as we always do with the Miami Heat. A nationally unrecognized heat, as I went on a big rant about them, I think, last episode. They are in the Eastern Conference Finals, baby. I mean, this is huge for the Heat. They went to Philly on the night of uh, my last podcast, Thursday night, and they closed it out. 99-90, the final score. Jimmy Buckets, he put up a mean 32 points. He led the Heat to victory. And he had some additional help. I mean, Bam, Hero, they put up some some points here and there. And Struess, Max Struess, he really, really came through in this game. Looked a lot better beyond uh, the arc shooting for three. Um, just his playmaking ability, he looked way, way better in that game seven than or in that game six, excuse me, than he had in all the previous games before uh, three, four, and five. The Sixers, on the other hand, though, I mean, this team, talk about a team that just lacked energy. And in a must-win situation for them at home, I mean, they couldn't get anything going. Embiid, he couldn't hit any shots. The Heat were swarming him, putting the double teams on him. And James Harden, I don't know whether it was due to the Heat defense or how many people have been talking about just the overall deterioration of this guy's talent. He looked like crap for the Sixers. He only took two shots. In the second half, he took none from the foul line for the whole game. He has never done that in his career. He has never gone a game without taking a foul shot. I mean, I don't know what is going on, but Sixers fans have got to be pissed that they brought Harden in specifically to not do what Ben Simmons did to them last year in the playoffs, and Harden did just that. Uh, and he did just what Ben Simmons did. So, yeah, that's that's pretty tough. I mean, it, I do love all the idiots that, that picked the Sixers to go the distance as soon as that trade was made, though. I mean, so many analysts, pros, they, they thought it was going to make such a difference. But everybody keeps forgetting. And Bede, he's almost like made of glass during the playoffs, it seems. A guy can't escape injury. Uh, and the Heat are a goddamn brick wall. They ran right into a solid Heat defense and a solid Heat team that was not going to let them through. I'll tell you that. Jimmy Butler was not going to let that series be lost to the Philadelphia 76ers. The Eastern Conference Finals, though, they're going to get kicked off tomorrow night at 8.30. Said they were going to get kicked off tomorrow night. The draft lottery is actually at 8. So right after that, this game is going to start game one. The Celtics, they punched their ticket to be the Heat's opponent after they won a decisive Game 7 over the defending champ Milwaukee Bucks. What a crazy game. The Celtics able to prevail 
And now what a big matchup this is going to be. This is definitely going to be the toughest test yet for the Heat. So far, they've played a great brand of defense against a couple teams that probably couldn't match that same intensity and grit on the other end of the floor. But in this matchup, I can see these two defenses really going at each other, trying to just figure out really how to out-strategize each other on the defensive end. Jason Tatum has been on a heater, but so is Jimmy Butler. I mean, watching these two scorers and playmakers go at it is going to be a fantastic matchup. But what's the most interesting to see in this matchup is going to be the role players and the bench, how they're each going to have to step up, especially for the Heat. If they're going to want to win and give themselves a great shot, they're going to need the bench in specific, those role players, to really step up and provide a lot of production for this team because they get it from everybody. The Celtics, they've been able to get a lot of consistent contributions from players other than Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, who've been pretty much their leading scorers almost every night. And nights where they need it, the Celtics are getting that production. The Heat just need to get in that mode because Hero hasn't been quite on his best game. There's been some shooting inconsistencies for sure, I would say, outside of Jimmy Butler and probably Bam Adebayo. But if they can just tighten that up through this series, I really, really love their chances. So tomorrow night... 8.30 tip, game one. Really excited for the Heat to get it kicked off against the Celtics. As for hockey in the state of Florida, I mean, things feel just as good as they do with the Heat advancing. There's a ton of excitement in the state of Florida, the world of hockey. The Panthers, the Lightning, they both punched their tickets to the second round. But it's against each other. That's right. The two premier Florida franchises in the NHL both been absolutely rolling this year. They got matched up against each other in the playoff bracket after both the Capitals and the Leafs couldn't hang against both of these teams. For the Panthers, Carter Verhage, I feel like I've mentioned him so many times recently. He came in clutch yet again for this team. He scored the game-winning overtime goal, sealed a 4-3 win and the series win in Game 6 on Friday night. So the Panthers able to get themselves a little bit of rest after closing it out on Friday night. The game went back and forth, but the might of the Panthers prevailed. They showed they really, really wanted this. They were finally able to break that streak and get the monkey off their back. Got their first series win since 1996 when they went on that cup run to win the Stanley Cup. So great for the Panthers. They're on to the next round. But the Lightning, they had to grind it out and win two in a row. Being down 3-2 to two in the series, they really had to use their Stanley Cup experience. And it was stressful past two years really came into play I think and they toughed out the last two games pulled out two straight dubs against the Leafs just what they needed on both Thursday and Saturday nights Thursday another game six OT win by a score of four to three but this time it was in the Bolts favor three straight goals by the Leafs did not deter the defending champs in the second period when all hope looked to be lost coming back the Leafs were red hot but Cooch he netted an equalizer in the third period, and Braden Point was able to put home the winner in OT at home. Huge Game 6 win for the Lightning, 
and they go into Toronto, Game 7. It was absolutely nuts atmosphere, but deadline acquisition Nick Paul came up super clutch for the Bolts. Two goals in this game, nearly had a third for a hat trick. He put the Bolts ahead 2-1 to one in the game as Vazzy had 30 saves and a spectacular win for the Bolts. They won 2-1, to one, series closed, and now here they are. Fantastic job by the Lightning, able to close that off. So happy that they're on to the next round. And again, Panthers, Lightning, I mean, this is going to be an intense series to watch. I mean, tomorrow night, they're going to be kicking off at 7, I believe. That's going to suck to have to pick in between both of those. I mean, I think that's so whack. Uh, the, the scheduling in between the hockey and the basketball, I mean, why are they doing this at the same time that the Heat series is going to be going on? Like South Florida fans, especially like what that they have both teams super deep in the playoffs, and most people are now gonna have to pick in between watching the Heat and watching the Panthers when they are on at the same time. Like, give me a break, NHL, NBA, figure that shit out. It's ridiculous. But anyway, tomorrow night, 7 p.m., puck drop, game one. Going to be very, very interesting. Panthers are going to have the home ice advantage, so the first two games going to be in sunrise. All right, let's move on a little bit, and now let's talk some baseball in the state of Florida. A little bit, I mean, I guess things have kind of stayed the same from when we last visited the Rays and the Marlins. Talked about them last week on Monday's pod. Marlins haven't been too hot as of lately, and the streaks kind of kind of <laughs> continued, I guess, into this week. They only won one game out of three against the D-backs this past week and only one out of three against the Brewers, so they have not been looking very good in their series overall. Good thing is they started another series tonight against the Nationals, so just looking to wipe that slate clean. They just have not really been on the right side of things. Unfortunately, one of their starters, Jesus Luzardo, had to hit the IL due to a forearm strain. So it's one less arm for them in the rotation, which is definitely tough. But tonight they're going to be counting on Alcantara to have a nice deep start. Minimal walks, minimal runs scored. Got to keep this Marlins team in it because they can hit and they can get hot, especially Jesus Aguilar. Sheesh, that man's been on a heater lately. But, I mean, it feels like that offense, it's just... If they if they kind of go down quickly, they're not able to get back. They're not able to get themselves back in this in their games. This week is definitely going to be another test. They got the rivals Nationals that we just talked about and the Braves coming up this week. So both big National League opponents, division rivals that they're going to want to get some wins against. Um, the Rays, on the other hand, they've been kind of churning out some wins, man. They they've had a they've had a couple of tough games running into the buzzsaw of the Red Hot Angels lineup in the beginning of the week. But after that, they, they kind of righted the ship. They were able to get right back on track. They outdueled Shohei Otani on the mound. Shane McClanahan looked great in that game, and the bullpen led the Rays to victory over those Angels. And since then, they were able to take two out of three from their division rival, the Toronto Blue Jays, at home. Yeah, Toronto can really suck it. The Rays have the Rays and the Lightning. I mean, just putting Toronto out of their misery uh, this this past weekend. Go Tampa Bay, Toronto. You suck. Sorry, uh, but not sorry. Uh, but now the Rays, they're going to be starting another series tonight at home. They're going to be playing against the Tigers. 
Unfortunately, this lineup just hasn't really been producing very much for the Rays. The hitting has not looked too good. And what especially hurts is having the premier hitter Manny Margot on the IL. This dude has been red hot as of lately. He's been very, very good. And I mean, throughout our entire West Coast trip that we had last week, almost every game it seemed like he was coming up with a late inning timely hit putting the Rays ahead, you know, having fueling the Rays rally. He, he was doing something to ignite that Rays offense. So unfortunately, having him land on the IL for about a week with a hamstring injury is tough, but the hitting just needs to get back on track. I'm hoping that this little three-game home stretch against the Tigers is going to help this lineup against the young Tigers rotation. They're inexperienced. Gators alumni Alex Fiedo, he's going to be on the hill tonight for the Tigers, but we're just going to hope that the Rays can get a hold of him quickly and be able to put a lot of runs up on the board, kind of boost their confidence a little bit, uh, hopefully in this series and for the lineup as a whole. As for college, this weekend was a doozy. You know I always love to recap some college baseball in the state of Florida. So I'm going to shout out the biggest teams here in the state because they're winding down to the reg to the end of the regular season. This next weekend is the last weekend of the regular season before regionals, super regionals, and then the College World Series. It's going to get real, real intense in the next couple months. But, I mean, first off, let's talk about rivals FSU and Miami. They squared off in Tallahassee. FSU ranked number 21 coming into the weekend, and Miami ranked number 6. They split a doubleheader on Saturday. Friday night gets rained out. Miami wins one on Saturday, and FSU wins one on Saturday. But the Knowles came out and took the series from Miami on Sunday with a fantastic win. I mean, their pitching looked not only great all weekend, but especially on Sunday. And that bullpen really, really came through. The guy, guys like Wyatt Crowell, Ross Dunn, Davis Hare, I mean, and, and way more than that, they're all getting it done on top of the starters, looking great as they always do for the Knowles. The new rankings, they just came out today. I think it's kind of crazy. FSU, they only moved up to the number 20 spot, so one one spot of, one spot above what they were, which I think should be a little bit more after winning a pretty big series like that just because of the ACC implications, how big that rivalry means to FSU and Miami, and the possibility now for FSU to host regionals because they were able to get that series win. Miami, they only slid down to number nine. They remain in the top ten. And again, something I don't know really if I agree with because the the strength of some other teams below them in the rankings, I think they deserve those top ten spots. And I think Miami has shown that they are deserving of a ranking, but I don't think they're in that top ten uh, kind of powerhouse range. As um, But let's move on to the Florida Gators. The other big, big school in the state of Florida, they did pretty well for themselves this weekend. They knocked off SEC opponent Mizzou for a big series win um, behind some great starting pitching that finally came together for almost a full weekend on top of some really timely hitting up and down the lineup. The Gators just looked like they were all, they were able to pretty much put it all together this weekend. Um, but yeah, really, really, really like what they were able to do coming down to the end of the regular season, starting to hopefully heat up a little bit. Um, but a very interesting matchup to watch this week is going to be the rubber match between UF and FSU tomorrow night. Ah, oh, man, there's so many good sports going on tomorrow night, Tuesday. It's going to be massive. God, I'm going to have to get like all the TVs rolling tomorrow. It's going to be crazy. But first pitch, 7 p.m., I believe it's going to be. 
Again, this is the rubber match. Both teams have a win against one another this season, so I am so excited to see how tomorrow is going to shake out and, again, how these teams are going to be performing heading into their final weekend of the regular season. The matchups, uh, I mean, they're going to be very, very wild. Miami and FJCU, they play tomorrow night as well. And then this weekend, Miami is going to be at home against ACC rival Notre Dame. FSU is going to be on the road against North Carolina, their ACC rival there. And Florida, they're going to be at home against SEC rival South Carolina. So very, very big weekend in uh, the world of college baseball. As again, they move toward the regionals and the super regionals. I will definitely keep you updated on those uh, on every pod when I can because, man, it's going to be super, super awesome to hopefully see at least one of these Florida teams be getting into the College World Series. Um, But that, I think, is going to wrap it up on this edition of Hearts Home Half. Thank you so much for tuning in to this Monday edition. Really, really great episode. Super exciting to see all of our teams moving on and doing really well in the playoffs. Good luck to all of them this week. It is going to be a really, really crazy week, and we're going to be jumping into so many different games and dissecting so much on the next episode on Thursday. So I can't wait to see you there. It's going to be a great episode. And until then, I'm Austin Hart. Thank you so much for tuning in, and I'll see you next time.